welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Dr. Melissa, how are you doing? Doing great, Chris. Nice hoodie. Oh, thanks. Sports Performance is out now. We got a new hoodie. Ooh. Dr. Nick, how are you doing? <laughs> I am very good. Thank you. This topic, three reasons why deadlifts are good for back pain. This is a controversial topic, and it's something that we talk about with our clients. But they get surprised every time that we say it's good. I don't know why it's controversial. Should it's pretty be? straightforward. Well, let's yeah. let the listeners know. Guys, start it off. Why, why, give me one reason why deadlifts, this controversial movement, is good for low back pain. Why, Dr. Nick? The deadlift is a total body strengthening exercise, right? <laughs> and our bodies are really awesome. They will, uh, there's a principle called, it's a said principle. Uh, specific adaptations to impose demand, which basically means that your body will strengthen the areas that um, get challenged. So the deadlift's going to challenge your muscular system, your bone system, and your tendon system. Yeah. Right. So in response, your brain is going to release hormones and chemicals, and they're going to go down there and make everything a little bit stronger. Why do you think that it has such a bad association with back pain yeah i would say that's because a lot of people injure their backs by lifting yeah. something and so then they think "Ooh, better not lift anything ever again before, <laughs> sure. because i risk right because For i sure. risk damaging my back but the thing is if you i don't know if you think about it and apply it to another joint of the body let's say you i don't know you look look over your shoulder yeah. when you're driving a car and you tweak, tweak your neck it. a little bit yeah, you're not gonna never yeah. turn your neck again to look behind you yeah um but the back is just this this scary thing because back pain is people fear it painful. Yeah, it is yeah. right it. it's like well it's like yeah. the, the same could be said and this is a whole different podcast but like you know knee pain with squatting like, don't ever squat again. Don't ever pick up that pencil. Don't ever, like, go to the toilet. Don't ever, like, do anything. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, and And again, so you have to pick up things off the ground. Yeah. And, and we see so many people tweak their back. You said picking something up. Mm-hmm. Simple. So it's almost like you're training to avoid that, right? Right. Like, and then the, the more yeah. you avoid it, the worse you get at it. Right. So, yeah, then you probably are likely to hurt your back again. So if you're you just have never training to prevent. It's fine. Yeah. It's a good way to look at that. Yeah, so absolutely. Really you're making your body more resilient. Yeah. So, okay. So number two, Dr. Marissa, what's another reason why it's good for back pain? Okay. So in addition to just strengthening Mm -hmm. everything that you're, that you're training, um, it can help you develop your glute and hip musculature to Mm -hmm. almost reduce the amount of forces that your back has to, has to endure. So let's say Mm -hmm. that you're, you're deadlifting, um, and you normally get really sore in your low back the day after you deadlift. Yes. Um, if you start to use your glutes a little bit more via deadlifting, right? So you start to train the deadlift in a way that strengthens your hips and your glutes. Yep. Then those muscles can start to take some of that load off of your back almost. And then your back doesn't have to do all the pulling and your hips can, can help out a little. Um, so you're just improving the amount of um, capacity that your, that your hips and glutes have. So yeah. that doesn't have to do everything. And I think that's important for people to understand, right? So... Your back muscles help control coming up 
from picking something off the ground, right? That's intuitive. Most people know that. Mm -hmm. But the same glute musculature does also bring you up, and, and we call that hip extension. Mm -hmm. And most people think that when you're picking something off the ground, you're just using your back to bring it up. But you're also using, you're also, you know, moving your pelvis and the pelvis has to come back as well. So like you said, they kind of have to work together mm -hmm. as well as the hamstrings and everything on the backside. So mm -hmm. you're right. You're just training the appropriate musculature to unload or share the load. Share the, share the load. That's a good way to share think of it. Load. Yeah. You're no. just sharing the load. You so with your hips. Correct. Uh -huh. Uh, I don't know if there has there been done. There's studies done on percentages. Like if you extend, if you do a deadlift, like what percent is coming through your hips versus coming through your spine, or your like? It probably depends on a lot of different things, including the lifter's technique, how far away the bar is from sure, the straight body. Straight leg, dead, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, that's a question. And the load. Yeah. So wait about what? Sure. So what about straight leg versus bent knee? Are we? Because some people might perceive one as the other. If we don't get to semantics of RDLs. Um, are those, is that something, uh, that's a factor for these things? Does one, do you think helps the low back more than the other? I would, I would call that on a case by case basis, depending yeah. upon somebody's, you know, past training, mm -hmm. their goals, their tissue mobility, their mm -hmm. joint mobility, um, their history too. Yeah, I agree. I think that most people, um, or, think, go ahead. I don't think one is better than the other. It's just, you know, how are we going to train this? For sure, and, and the, for that specific the reason I say that is because some people who can't even keep their legs straight to pick something off the ground. You if, don't want to do it in a straight leg. Correct, and that, yeah, that's the biggest that's point right. Right, right off the bat. You know, yeah. that straight leg is probably not going to be good for you if you can't even like, you know, if your hamstrings don't go very far or no. you don't have the flexibility, it doesn't make sense. So most people in general will might do a um, bent knee position um, or if you're fortunate enough to have um, a hex bar. Um, in your facility, that is probably the best from a technical standpoint. If you're not familiar with deadlifting, an easy way to, to grasp it. Um, and we'll talk about those variations. Uh, number three, Dr. Nick, give me the third reason. Why Deadlifts can decrease pain intensity and disability in the short and long term. What does that mean? So I think this goes for most muscle strengthening exercises. Um, most studies have shown that um, becoming stronger will decrease pain intensity. Now, uh, this could be related to just the endogenous orphan endorphins that your yep. body builds when you strength train. Yep. Um, I, I, I agree. I mean, that makes it, that's intuitive for a lot of people, right? If you strengthen your shoulders, you might have less pain. Yeah, for sure. And this this point came from a, a study, I believe, that compared. Um, what was called low load motor control exercise. So just like learning to tilt your pelvis and engage the transverse abdominis mm -hmm. and do all of these like with small, yeah, these little small movements. And they compared that to using a, a deadlifting protocol that was mm -hmm. instructed by somebody who was, um, who was good at training, at training deadlifts or somebody that was qualified to train yeah. deadlifts. That's important. Um, yeah, that's important for sure. And they, they look at the outcomes of these two groups on their low back pain. Uh, I believe at a short term, which is probably a couple months, and then long term, which is probably a year, mm -hmm. would be my guess, mm -hmm. or more. And um, they found that both groups actually did had decreased pain and decreased disability, so they were had better function um, hmm. at, at both the short and the long term time points. And uh, yeah. just to let you guys know, we see um, uh, at least a, probably a hundred clients a year with significant back pain. Uh, they've had multiple surgeries, 
um, seen multiple practitioners and um, they come in and, and we start working with them uh, and we you know help them with a program or they're on their own also starting a program or they just started one recently to, to start strength training at a gym and it could be any modality it can be strong man it can be crossfit it can be functional fitness or whatever it may be and we ask people what has made you feel the best and one of the biggest responses that we get is uh man i started this weight routine and it's helped my back right. and when we dive deeper they're like yeah i started deadlifting i never thought i'd be able to deadlift and they're like it's helped my back tremendously, <laughs> as well as squatting and other variations. So we're not saying the deadlift is like the holy grail. It's just adding resistance and resilience to tissue that hasn't been stressed or that needs to be thickened and, and developed to be able to support your low back. So instead of, you know, depending on a back brace, develop an inherent back brace, which is the musculature around your spine. And we get so many people who say, you know what, weightlifting has really just changed my back and I've had back surgeries and and I've done this and that and this has been tremendous for me. Now I will say that once you stop doing these things, it can come back. So the deadlift like in itself is not the miracle exercise uh, for a lifetime. It is a lifestyle that -hmm. needs to be applied, right? So it has to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the concept of one rep max living, Mm. but uh, it's kind of an Somebody termed it, I don't know, somebody on social media, but it really resonated with me at least because the idea is that if you avoid living your life close to what your one rep maxes are, um, then that's going to be better than constantly living and knowing that, ooh, if I pick up this tiny dumbbell from the ground, you know, I never pick up dumbbells and so that's pretty close to my one rep max. And so if you're living... That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so if you are stronger and better able to pick up things from the ground, then when the time comes when you have to, I don't know, move a piece of furniture or something, that piece of furniture is maybe only going to be 50% of your one rep max. And so you're much less likely to get injured if relatively you're a lot stronger than what you have to do on a daily basis. And, Mm -hmm. And hopefully that makes sense to our listeners out there because most people, if you're listening and you've had a significant spasm, you did it doing the simplest thing, typically. And it has to do with bending down and rotating just a little bit. And it was like a pen, a pencil, a baby, something you know not significant in weight. Mm-hmm. And it was a simple movement. You weren't prepared and you did it. So what Dr. Mercer is saying is if you just prepare to do those movements with a little bit of load, such as deadlifting, mm-hmm. uh, that just better prepares you. So that way, when you do it, you're not fearful, one, and then your body's ready to do it, two. And that's why deadlifts are look good for low back pain. It's not the specific exercise. It's the concept of loading your spine yeah. with preparing it for any of these ridiculous movements that might cause you pain. Yeah. Right? So one thing we haven't touched on is the modifications. Ooh. What do you guys got? Lot what of are, I know there's so many, right? And, <laughs> and, and listeners might vary in their experience with some of these things. So, um, and, and this is going to vary specific on your equipment. If you don't have things at home or if you have a very nice gym and you have all the equipment, it varies. But uh, let's throw some out there. What do you guys got for good variations? I'd say that my favorite first one to go to mm-hmm. uh, is a single leg deadlift. Ooh, instead of two legs down, yeah, one leg. Yeah, two legs. So you're working that hinging pattern where your mm-hmm. hips are going backward. Yep. Um, but there's not a ton of load through it because it's you can only start light so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's also forcing you to stabilize uh, your body from ro- rotating if you're only on one leg. Love it. Yep. Dr. Nick. 
I usually like to start people off with a dumbbell or a kettlebell suitcase deadlift. Gosh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So a suitcase deadlift is uh, is on one hand or two hands, Nick? Two hands. Okay. Um, and they're just held right next to your legs, just like you would hold a suitcase. And yeah. you just keep them right next to your legs as you bend down and hinge at the hips. Yeah. And, and that's great because it allows for uh, flexibility problems. If yeah. It's just yeah. teaching the concept. Um, versus a barbell has a fixed path, right? So it has to go in front of your knee and then Mm -hmm. translate. Hopefully that bar goes straight up and down. For those learning, that's complicated. And so it might shift in a a pattern of an S, you know, if you're looking from the side or a C. And so you get this rounding. So a barbell might be a little bit more advanced for somebody just starting. So like uh, Dr. Marissa said, we start with single leg. Dr. Nick might do a a suitcase deadlift with two dumbbells by your side. Um, I... I really like this hex bar concept, um, and not everybody has them. But essentially, it can become a suitcase deadlift with two two dumbbells. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So the hex bar is is literally a hexagon where you step into it, and it's got two handles, and it has room for uh, weights on the side. And a lot of gyms have them, and they're just beautiful for learning how to hinge. And uh, the purists will say it's not a true deadlift; it's a, has a little bit of a squat component. Um, but if you're looking to strengthen your back. <laughs> It works fantastic. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking to, to increase your squatting and, and get your true numbers up for a deadlift, it might not be the best, but it is absolutely beautiful for people with low back pain. And that's who we're talking about here and not about the specifics of how to strengthen. So uh, what else, guys? Those are kind of your main your main uh, modifications. Oh, I got one more that I really like going to, and that is the rack pull. What's a rack pull? What is a rack pull? So it's basically an elevated deadlift. So whether you're bringing that bar up to a starting position at your knees by putting plates underneath, yes. yep, um, underneath the weights on either side, or if you're just putting it on a like a rack, a barbell yeah. rack yeah. down low, yes. I like to start pulling from the knee. I see. Instead of going all the way Rather down to the ground, yeah. because most people are fearful of going all the way down. That's floor, a long, long way down. Not for me, but for for taller okay. people, it's a long yeah. way down. And yeah. so I feel like pulling from the knee. Allows them to start getting used to that pulling motion, um, start engaging the glutes and hamstrings and beautiful shorter range of motion. Yeah, you're just yeah. shallowing. You just create a shallow range of motion. Yep. And then you can kind of work your way down as you get more comfortable. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful. It's a good, very good modification. Yeah. yeah, so that is how you, or how, why deadlifts are great for low back pain. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This is, uh, we're, we're passionate about this topic because... Uh, it's amazing what will make you feel better. And the, sometimes the things that you're more, most fearful of are some of the things you have to overcome. And, and deadlifting and, and bending down to pick things off the floor is, is definitely a big one for us. So uh, on behalf of the Sports Performance team, we ho- hope you enjoy this episode. And we'll talk to you next week. See you.